Hello, welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Dune, titled on screen as Dune Part 1. Directed by Denis Valneu, Dune is the epic science fiction film, the first of a planned two-part adaption of the 1965 novel by Frank Herbert, primarily covering the first half of the book. The movie is out now, but if you haven't seen Dune yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our review. We will be talking spoilers. The film is the third adaption of Dune following David Lynch's 1984 film, which was a critical and commercial failure, and John Harrison's 2000 miniseries. Jason, you have the plot. Paul Atreides, played by Timothy Chalamet, a brilliant and gifted young man born into a great destiny beyond his understanding, must travel to the most dangerous planet in the universe to ensure the future of his family and his people. As malevolent forces explode into conflict over the planet's exclusive supply of the most precious resource in existence, only those who can conquer their own fear will survive. Let's start with the source material. I'm going to ask the question. Have you read the books? No. Because there's more than one, isn't there? There's the original and there's been other books that have come out since. uh, Yes. Don't ask me how many, but I I think I've heard or looked into it somewhat. Yeah, there's a couple. There's a few. Okay. Yeah. More than one. I just wanted to to confirm. Okay. We've been saying books. Just wanted to confirm. That is actually a correct... (laughs) statement and there's been comic books as well so there definitely is more we mentioned the movie the miniseries so there has already been a lot of dune content for me this was my first experience this film and you do sound like you're in the same position as me because we've both seem to be coming to this very new which is rare for us because we're often talking about something we're at least familiar with. I uh, yeah, correct. So um didn't haven't seen that uh, that that original movie, haven't seen the miniseries. Like I said, haven't read the books. I didn't know they were comic books. So yeah, this is it's interesting. This is us going into a movie, just pretty much, hey, what's this movie? Like bring us into this world through this film, through like the story that you're telling, let's go. But I mean, there was a lot of hype sort of building up. Like oh, usually, usually so when there's hype, we, we're on, you know, we're there with the hype. We're excited with the masses usually for any sort of IP that's sort of coming our way. This is, yeah, this was one where it was like, I've never heard of this before. What is this? Why am I, why am I out of the loop and what's going on? I mean, seeing the trailers, on the big screen, I mean, this looks like a big screen movie. The music, I mean, the composer on this film is Hans Zimmer. I've said many times on the podcast at the moment, he's my number one. He's my go-to guy. I love everything he does. He's got an original score with this film, but what he did with the first trailer, he did a cover of Pink Floyd's Eclipse, which is pretty cool. So the sound the visuals and the cast, it all looked very exciting. I'd even go as far as saying action-packed. That's a trailer. What was the runtime? Two and a half hours for this film? Fairly long. Fairly long. 
So it wasn't or isn't an action-packed film, but there is things to like about it. We'll get into it. I mean, the cat, I mean, the cast really is is incredible. It's a lot of like who's who. Like there's no, for the most part, small names in this. The main the main character, and you've said it before on a different episode, is it Timothy Chalamet. But how is it that he says that his name's supposed to be pronounced? He he wants I I saw him once say like um he admitted that his name's actually pronounced Timothy, but he doesn't think people should call him that because it's ridiculous. They're his words, not I mean, mine. I, think, I mean I'm paraphrasing, but I think, that's what he said. <laughs> I see the accent on the e so there's definitely something happening there i'm i'm just i'm still not sure if that was a prank or not but anyway we've got <laughs> timothy there's paul i mean i was, was going to say it's a pretty ordinary it's sounding like you, you always name. have to say his full name paul atreides paul atreides you know it sounds epic and grand i mean it's paul atreides. Sounds, it does but when you just say it sounds paul. more impressive but if you're going to do a comparison for something like June and you're thinking space, sand, Star, Star Wars, Wars <laughs> is an obvious go to. And then you get or your main character with a, with a shitty name like Luke. My well, God. not shitty, but like Paul, Luke, another name from the Bible. And it, but it just sounds like an ordinary name. Like, who's that? Oh, it's Paul and Luke. You know, two main characters from these sci-fi epics. But, you know. Paul, it's a good name. It's a strong name. <laughs> sure. It is a strong name. I mean, I, I don't have the comparisons that a lot of people have without seeing yeah. those other movies. Because it was um, Kyle McLaughlin who was playing Paul in those movies. So I guess with this, we can go in fresh and we're not constantly comparing actors to ones that have come before. I know... In the books, from doing research, Paul is 15 years old. I think in the movie, maybe they've aged him up to around about 20. Because even though Chalamet looks young, he doesn't look 15 young. I think he can pass it. I think he can pass us. It's 15. But that's the idea, is that he's definitely he's meant kid. to be, yeah, he's on the younger side of things. Playing his mum, we've got Rebecca Ferguson, you know, who all those years ago first discovered in Mission Impossible Fallout. I know you're a big fan. Four, <laughs> yeah, her in a yellow dress. But here she is playing the mother. There's more to her character. I guess, again, it's like only knowing what this film is based on, this one film. So, okay, so play. So it's like, okay, so trying to work out who people are, what this all means. And sometimes to do that, if you're new to something, maybe you'll make comparisons to other things. So I've already mentioned Star Wars already. So this sisterhood, and I'm sure, well, there will be a correct name for it. I'm blanking on it. This <laughs> sisterhood she belongs to in this world, it's almost like they're Jedi types, whereas they have these abilities and they can see the future, uh, Combat is a thing. They're very capable at combat and they can move at different speeds. So that's my comparison that, that helped me get through. Okay, so these are the Jedi type people. <laughs> I love how you just watch this movie, like just 
okay, how is this like Star Wars and how is this not like Star Wars? But you're right, like... No, it's... When you, I'm not trying to make comparisons to Star Wars. What I'm trying to do, but again, space, sand. I did... It was easy to go there. But I'm thinking, oh, okay, so what is this? Because it... We've said... You know, whether it's a new Spider-Man film, it's a new Star Wars film or whatever, it's like, okay, so I've already got inbuilt knowledge and then I'm just going to take on board whatever new things mm. they throw at me, but I'm going to build on what I already know. So I was just looking, okay, so what is this world? Because it's a lot of story. Like, again, this movie was presented as June. I think it had already been released, but not for long, when they confirmed, when they were going ahead with a sequel, with the full title, part two. And as we said in the opening, when you watch this film, they already started with June part one. So you knew from that title card, you're not getting the whole story. So you, even when you watch this two and a half hour movie, you know you're not going to walk away with a complete story. So yes, it was my way of trying <laughs> to get my bearings. What is this world? <laughs> How I mean, can I, I best understand? I found myself like when going into this, like, not really making comparisons, but just just trying to navigate. Like you said, like there are a lot of characters. There's a lot of um, whether you call it the mythology or just the, I guess just the like what's happening in the world. Like what planet are they on? They, you know, it, it took me a while to actually realize that they originally were from Earth. Um, unless I missed that somewhere. Um, it has been a while since I. If I had actually watched this one, so bear with me as I do this. Um, but you know, then you've got like the different factions, like you've got this family, um, and you know, like they're sort of moving to this new planet, and there's this resource, um, and then there's this other faction, and there's that really ugly guy, and then there's you know, Dave Batista sort of looks kind of scary, and then there's fighting and lots of sand, and then Zendaya just keeps appearing in like this weird vision and i'm like what's that all about and then they've got like a part of like the combat stuff that they've got there's like this weird shield thing that they can sort of project and like you said yeah the stuff with like the women and the you know like the predictions of the future and all sorts of stuff going on like just trying to map out okay that's his dad that's his trainer type figure jason momoa's like an old friend and he hugs him a lot in this movie but there's there's a few there's quite a few things happening and it's like again for something brand new i spent i spent my time sort of just like trying to work out like halfway through like okay what is actually happening what is going on so there you go we were both trying to work out what was yeah, going yeah. on a different approaches <laughs> with what's going i know it's it's less trading more taking is pretty much what's happening in this <laughs> yeah. film but i this is the last time i'm going to make a direct star wars comparison i might do it accidentally when i do on the prequels trade agreements i was having flashbacks of that so i'm thinking okay so these are kind of jedi but not there's trade agreements but not exactly the more taking for themselves but it's not Star Wars. It's it's, it's very much its own thing. We don't need to like stick on every character. You mentioned the Jason Momoa character already. He's playing again. These names, Duncan. He's Duncan. That's that's who. I mean, I guess uh, Idaho would be as well. Duncan Idaho sounds more. <laughs> 
fancy, I guess. But we've got Paul, Duncan, you know, sci-fi names. But Momoa is one of Paul's mentors, so they've definitely got that relationship, which Paul's essentially, you know, is royalty. And Momoa's playing this mentor type, so they have, I guess you mentioned all the hugging. That's to quickly show you these two characters have a genuine bond. Moving on. We've got the rest of the movie to get through. <laughs> they just do it a lot. It's a quick, it's a quick way of showing they definitely have a closeness. Playing Paul's dad, Oscar Isaac, is Duke Leto. He was in Star Wars. You've said his name already. <laughs> How do you pronounce Paul's surname? Uh, Atreides. Atreides. There we go. Duke Leto Atreides. Paul's father, Duke, to the house of Atreides, and he's going into and you he's going to the planet. He's the next person in line or in charge that's going to be mining the spice. There's, there's an emperor. There you have an emperor. <laughs> that's the thing. That's Don't say Star Wars. Don't in, say Star Wars. Don't this, say Star Wars. I'm going to try not to. You know, the, the character really sticks out, and he's really good in this and really menacing. Stellan Skarsgård is Baron Valdemir. He's this big... I mean, when you first see him, you see it's attached to something mechanical. He's clearly wearing a lot of prosthetics. He doesn't usually look like that. As an actor, there's a lot going on there. And he generally... meets Darth Vader. Stop. Let's stop now. (laughs) Let's try not to do Star Wars comparisons. But yes, he kind of does have that, but he really has a menacing presence you know and he's taking lives you know the director Villeneuve he his comparison for how Skarsgård looks in this film is a rhino in human form like this really big hardened skin you know menacing presence and they absolutely nail it this guy's a complete bastard they really sell it and he's a lot more threatening than what you'd see in other sci-fi films i found a definite strong evil presence in him my brain just started going to spider-man as soon as he started talking man rhino because like oh yeah. i know <laughs> you mentioned zendaya we do see her coming and going for the most part to begin with she does have more of a presence later on in the film and i guess when we get to part two she'll have a lot more to do there so she's playing shani a mysterious young freeman woman who appears in paul's visions i feel like outside of that third act majority of her scenes we've got in those trailers i've seen all that all her clips already do you know what i guess warner brothers like we've got zendaya that's that's you let's put her in the trailers she is (laughs) like she's over the marketing, like she is front and center. And I remember watching the trailer, like, oh, Zendaya is in this, you know, she's she's pretty cool. Like a text movie, yeah, she's she's in it. And yeah, for a lot of the time, I'm just like, where the hell is Zendaya? You know, are we, are we going back to her? What's she doing? Like, what is she really there? Is this a vision? Is this a dream? Is this a premonition? Ah, too many questions, amongst other things, trying to work everything out. Um, but we do get to her. She's not doing much. Like <laughs> this. Again, it's part two. It's getting you ready for mm. part two. It was like, hey, you liked her in Spider-Man. You liked her in Greatest Showman, that TV show she's got, the HBO one. You liked her there. Yeah. I'm blanking on the name of that show. 
I'm also no, I'm blanking as well. Euphoria, Euphoria. I want to say, is that right? Yes, yes. No, you're right. I really like that show. I really like that show. I just couldn't remember the name. See, it was intentional to have her in the marketing, but yeah, she's really not in this movie too much. I guess she was too busy shooting Spider Man. To be fair, maybe, maybe. But look, like you know, like. You know, I mentioned, you know, like the the first chunk of this movie, or even like the first two acts kind of thing. I mean, realize this there is so much to sort of learn and find out about and you're trying to navigate everything that's going on, you know, as a newcomer. But at the end of the day, like not much is actually really happening to get me so invested that I'm like, cool, like I'm along for this ride. It is sort of like it is just like sort of mapping it out once. Basically, you know, like people start being killed, you know, the the, the attacks start coming and then Paul and his mum are pretty much sort of like on the run and then they end up with like these, uh, what are they, the the shamans or whatever they're called? I'll just make that up. I don't know. The Zendaya is... Zendaya is a young Freeman woman. Freeman, that's I'm assuming they're the Freeman. Yeah. yeah, I don't know where I got Yaman from. I think it's, again, just making things up. But once we get there, and then it's sort of like, you know, Paul's challenge to a, basically, a, like a battle type thing to, I don't know. It's, that's when I was sort of like, okay, now it's an intimate story. I know the two characters that we're now focused on. This is now the situation. And I'm like, I was then into it. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm into this. I'm all right, cool. Things are happening. I understand sort of enough of like what's going on. Zendaya's here. Cool. Fantastic. And then the movie ends. And yeah, I was like, just going to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had okay, me. You me. had I'm the in- movie. We got there. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. I mean, what we've not said is that, so this, again, blanking on the name for it. These Jedis <laughs> that Paul's mum belongs to, they, <laughs> they only train women. And it's too dangerous to give that kind of power to a man. So Paul was, I mean, did they mention he was trained in secret? And, and usually the training starts much earlier. So mum started the training with him, whether it's having visions, he's got that ability like a, a Jedi mind trick where we can tell people, <laughs> mate, it's like Star Wars. It really is. I don't what came first, Star Wars in the 70s or the original book. I, I'm not sure. The, no, 1965 novel. Ah, well, there you go. It did. It did. It's like, you know, a while back for Sounds Like Comics, we did a review for John Carter, the Disney movie a lot of criticisms of that movie was that it was ripping off Star Wars where John Carpenter had been around for like a hundred years now, but 75 plus years by the time Star Wars was made. So, okay. So we're unfairly making, I guess it's reversed. Star Wars is like June. Well, the point being though, that the mother's people, let's say that I should have made a note of their name. They're worried because a man is being trained. He does show promise, but it's risky. And a concern 
and some that happens at the end of this movie, up until that point, Paul had never killed anybody. And that's the thing that that the movie ends on, essentially. So I'm with you. You're at a point where it's like, okay, so things are happening that they're saying has not happened before. Okay, so we're getting new characters that are getting now familiar. Okay, so we can see some pairings. This is getting interesting. Javier Bardem always has such a strong presence. It doesn't matter what he's doing, whether it's like a big studio picture like this, an indie movie, the guy always has so much presence and he brings it here as Stilgar, leader of the Freeman track. He is so good in this. We get him earlier in the movie where he meets Duke. Gurney, we've not talked about Gurney, Josh Brolin. I've got to be honest, I thought he was going to be a baddie. I thought (laughs) he was going to turn to the dark side. We had that bit in the trailer. Oh, damn, I've done that again. We had that bit in the trailer (laughs) where he's like, he's like, smile, Gurney. He's like, I am smiling. Okay. I'm confident that when both parts are out and you put them together, it's going to be a good experience. But it, it just seems like we're starting something with this film. It's like maybe if the movie just started at the two-hour mark and it was that last half hour and whatever part two is going to be, it could have been a better experience. And maybe they could have had something like a Star Wars crawl when we had text, just <laughs> filling us in, or just summarising what the first two hours could have been. Yes, like, did we, did we need all of that? Like, I don't know. I honestly... I mean, I guess, like, yeah. If this was, if it was, let's say, if it was like a HBO miniseries and then you'd have like, you know, first couple of episodes, oh, it was slow to get going, but then, you know, it really found its momentum mm. and it's like, it was excellent. But because this is a is a movie, yeah, those first two hours, and I get that they're establishing a lot for people like us that are not familiar at all, but it was very slow. But that last half hour, I mean, the that the cinematography, the look of this movie, incredible, and matched with Hans Zimmer's score, epic. It looks great. There's literally no denying that at all, like, with it like on the big screen like just the those sweeping landscapes i mean there's a lot of sand in this movie and you know not my favorite thing but i mean it looks really pretty the visual effects with like the big like sandwormy monster things can i mention tremors i just want to throw out something that's not star wars (laughs) (laughs) he only was mentioning the sandworms (laughs) Because yeah, <laughs> I mean, think they're impressive, yeah. you know, and and all of that. But yeah, it, it's I, hard not to see them. They, they don't really. The trailer they don't really the movie, hold a presence. They, I just think for a a monster, it's not the most flattering visual <laughs> when it looks like a part of human anatomy. I, it's hard not to see that whenever you've got this, this sandworm and it's opening up and you're like, okay, there it is. <laughs> it's like something you see in South Park or Family Guy. I need clarification on which part you're talking about. <laughs> well, if you don't see it, I'm not going to put that image I in your no, head. Just, I'm sure people are listening. I just, 
I just want to know which. I just want to clarify. I just want clarification. Backside. <laughs> okay. Backside. Let's leave Look, it at I, that. I mean, I thought he's maybe the- you were thinking maybe like male genitalia. Then I was like, maybe he's thinking female genitalia. No. Women have got like, one too. Well. Female. <laughs> I said human. Just I said human. That's, that's <laughs> not necessarily agenda. I mean, it's cl- oh. maybe it's just maybe it's just me. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's to me what it looks like. I mean, clearly enough people don't think that, especially all the the special effects guys working on the movie. You know, didn't turn to each other one day and think, "Hey, does this kind of look like?" Obviously, never came up. I reckon it did, and they were just like, "Yeah, man." <laughs> Cool. And they just continue doing I mean, what they're doing. But but again, it's it's the pre- it's it's impressive. Like it still it looks impressive. I mean, it looks good. It's, it looks good. It does. And like and like tremors with with the sand. You see them coming before you see them. So that's cool. We mentioned in the in the visual effects, it would not surprise you to know that more than two thousand were used in this film. Big. Big, epic, epic scope. Yeah, I guess you could say visually, the movie looks good. Like, that's, like, just full stop. That's it. Like, it looks nice. Well, on that, I know you said full stop, but let's continue. If you're going to rate this movie out of five. um, Yeah, look, I, I can't give it that high of a of a mark i know you said you know like once we get that second part you know this could be pretty epic and it, it could be a very well balanced story but i mean the truth is this is only half a movie um this movie does not have an ending it has i don't know it just has a it has a to be continued essentially if this was a tv series it would be like saying oh hey by episode three yeah like it started to get good um, but then the show went on hiatus for two years. Like, and that's like, that would just drive people nuts. Um, it's slow. Like, it's really slow. There's lots of mythology and I get it. There's lots of things going on, but I mean, none of it's really that interesting, to be honest. Um, the only reason I started to get into the movie um, or film uh, towards the end of it was because it seemed to then have a focus. There wasn't, lots of exposition and introduction of characters that you're just sort of like trying to work out what's going on. It just took too long to get there. And then when we did get there and I was on board, it the movie was over. And now I've got to wait two years if, and or whenever it's going to be. And when that second part does come out, I might not even care anymore. I might've forgotten so much. And do I really want to go back and watch that first half again? To be honest, not really. I'm going to give this like visually striking, Good performances and stuff for, for what was there. I'm just going to come right down in the middle, just like this is one half of a film, 2.5 out of 5. Wow. Honestly, what I'd heard, because I did wait a little bit before watching this movie, certainly waited a lot more than you did, and so much praise for this film. And people that I know as well, like loving it, like saying it's one of their favourite movies of the year. And I was hearing all that before I watched it. And not as low as a 2.5, but I can't come in any higher than a three. I can sit here and, you know, we've praised what works about this movie, whether it's, you know, the performances, the cinematography, and there is a lot of world building going on. But if I'm talking, if I'm just 
reviewing it for my enjoyment. It was just like middle of the road. I was watching it, just watching it and watching it. And like you, when you pass that two-hour mark and you get in these characters come together, I mean, the opening of the movie, you teased of certain characters, you know, with, you know, Timothy Chalamet is in there, and it was in the trailers, and they come together, like, so late on. And I, I do still believe that we're going to get a strong part too. But this movie, three out of five, it's a great movie to look at, but it is a long movie. And I think when part two finally comes out, I might just jump in and just go on my memory. I don't know if I want to watch it again, to just be honest. Last, maybe, maybe I will. Maybe. Just watch the last half hour. <laughs> yeah, and it'll all... Oh, well, yeah, the, like, yeah, you're just going to say it almost act like previously on June and then do a little <laughs> recap before watching part two. But I wanted to like it more. But then if I'm honest, like the director, Denis Villeneuve, Arrival, people loved that movie. Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner. Didn't do too much for me. Ah, and again, another <laughs> slow movie. I've not seen his latest Blade Runner movie, and I'm sure he's done more. That's what's coming to mind. So he's never made something that's just blown me away. I was hoping it was going to be June, and hey, maybe maybe it'll be part two. I are you concerned that we we come across sounding like just like you know, if we have zero attention span, we, we're like, we need all the action. We need all the, you know, we, we need all things happening all the time. We, we, you know, we can't, but at the end of the day, it's like make a, make a well-made thinking movie that's entertaining, like, and is complete, you know? And, the, and if there's more story to tell, take like the Lord of the Rings or something, you know, like multiple books, the story wasn't complete. But like that first Lord of the Rings movie has a beginning, middle and end to some degree where you can watch that first movie and say, cool, I'm excited for what happens next, but I've got a complete story, I guess, thus far. That's probably not even really that true, but it just felt more like a movie, like an, an actual story arc can happen in that film. And I'm really excited for what happens. Whereas this, it's like I'm more agitated and sort of annoyed rather than being excited for what's what's to come. Yeah, it's honestly, it's like you're going out to a restaurant, you've got your starter, your main. You made your starter. It was okay. But the main is what you're thinking about. And that's the last half hour of the film. You take a couple of bites. And they take and it from you. taken away. And they say, we'll bring this back in that's a couple of years. <laughs> June part one. You can finish it later. Ah, oh, well, anyway, that's our take on, on June. I think it's very different to most people's because, again, I'm hearing a lot of praise for this movie. But, you know, it's our own opinions. That's okay. Well, as always, we like to close out on a little bit of trivia. The plot of the full 155 minutes of this movie is told in 98 of the 137 minutes of the original June from 84. And in 104 of the 270 minutes of the miniseries June from 2000, all of the first episode and 14 minutes of 
the second episode. I'm not going to lie. I don't know what you said just then. <laughs> just to give you some comparisons it sounded, of pacing. It sounded pretty crazy. You can um, <laughs> you can tell uh, the same story, it, I guess, in different lengths of time. That's I guess that's what I got from that. I mean, essentially, okay, if we're going to tell like, the, the direct comparison, this whole movie in the 84 version, they told in 98 minutes. Whereas we sat for two and a half hours. Right. But that original movie, the director, David Lynch, has come out and said that he absolutely will not be watching this new movie. It's got nothing to do with uh, Denise Delneuve. The fact that they're making a new Dune at all, it's just that he had such a bad experience making that movie. And then the critical response, he doesn't want to see anything to do with this property. He just hates Dune. I bet he hates, hates Dune. He probably hates sand as well. <laughs> yeah, just, let's just spread that rumour. David Lynch. Problematic. It is problematic. <laughs> Well, that's it for our review of June. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Films Your Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, we recently reviewed 8-Bit Christmas and Spider-Man No Way Home. And keep an eye out for our next review, The Matrix Resurrections. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon. <laughs>